Today's episode is brought to you by Zipcar. Earn $25 of free driving credit at joinzipcar.com slash usual. Zipcar is truly redefining the way people think about transportation. So give them a shot. Joinzipcar.com slash the usual and earn $25 of free driving credit. Thanks for listening. Dr. Banner, now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 72 of The Usual Podcast, the podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me, smiling, back behind the mic again, is my co-host, Will. Say hello, buddy. I know, it feels like we've been gone forever. It kind of have been. Well... We haven't recorded in almost two weeks. I know, it's weird. Well, I was out of town for a whole week. We recorded right before that. When I got back, published that one, and then it took us almost another week to get back behind well, the mic. We're back at, we're back at school now. So. Oh, man, back to work. It's brutal. But I'm glad to be here, dude, and I am ready to do this thing. We got a lot to talk about this week. Let's do the damn thing. And we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages. Uh, what are you drinking, my friend? Uh, well, tonight I am just enjoying a dive Pepsi. Nice. I found something new at the store, and I was very excited about it. My favorite brewing company, one of my favorite brewing companies outside of Lagunitas, is Ninkasi Brewing Company. Right. I usually drink their Triceratops, Tricera Hops, excuse me, um, or their um, Total Domination, which is right, really good. Right, right, In the store today, they had a, uh, oh, it's so nice. It's called Beer Run IPA. It's B-double-E-double-R-U-N. <laughs> it's not as high alcohol as the uh, their other ones. It's only about 7.3. But, man, it's smooth. It's got a little citrus finish. It's very hoppy. It's 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 quite lovely. Nice. I'm enjoying it. I'm glad you enjoy it. That's that's it. So before we get started, if we <laughs> <laughs> if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, we're on Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, and Sotor Network. I am at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at I'm Will Griggs. We're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. You know, give us time, positive ratings. We got another one, dude. Another five star rating. It's because we are awesome. Well. Thank you to whoever rounded up our awkwardly awkward number 19 and gave us we have 20 20 smooth so we have a five total stars. of 100 stars. Well, if you're doing math, but I don't do math. <laughs> it hurts my head, dude. All right, man. So um so like us, share us and all those social media stuff. I am doing before I forget I'm doing my geek streak, my geek tea streak again. I know because school's back to back in session. School's back, so um if you want to see how many t-shirts uh, I actually have and see how big of a problem I probably have. Um, check us out on Instagram. I usually post them on fa- on the Facebook page and Twitter as well. But you know, follow us on Instagram. I, we I post know, other got stuff up too. To, what seventy eight last year? One hundred. Oh, you got to one hundred. Yep. Oh, my wow. my goal this year is one fifteen, one twenty, somewhere in there. Um, it starts to get a bit of a stretch at the end there. Yeah. You know, because I'm getting into some old tees and stuff like that. But I got some new ones, like with the Marvel uh, Collector Core and stuff like right. that. So I'll be showing off some new stuff. So anyway, word. Before I forget as well, we do have the timestamps in the show notes for non-Sotor fans. We do have a good amount of Sotor to catch up on because it's been a couple weeks. Yes, we do. So we'll talk and about we, that. I've actually been able to play. And we both, well, you've been playing more than me, but I've been playing too. So, all right, man. So before, wait one second. Oh, housekeeping stuff. So let's talk about, um, let's talk about where we're at, man. We've done well, it seems. It does seem. Or did we do good? I'm the English teacher. No, we've done well. Well, I do good too. No, our... 
I think I do good our, in life. Well, yes, but our patrons <laughs> do good by supporting us. Ah, uh, because brilliant we segue. Well. well, well, since we do well, our patrons are doing good by us. There we go. Done. Um, so I want to thank our new, well, returning patron and new patron, uh, Devin. Uh, has become a patron again, and we love that guy a lot. We missed him in San Diego. I know. And uh, but next year we're gonna hook up with him and have a good time. And um, he actually is the first to take us up on our um ten dollars an episode. Way to go, Devin! So I want to give a big shout out to Devin. You're the man. Um, you have a care package coming very soon. I'll get your details, uh, your contact info in the next week or so. And because of your generous donation and our new patron Jedi Zen, I want to thank. Um, them as well. Thank you, Jedi Zen. And uh, because of you two, we have now not only got our $15 milestone, we also got our $20 one. And you know what that means. So we have a roundtable episode coming up. And in the next couple of weeks, we are going to have uh, like 12 people on the show. It's going to be fun. And it's going to be a blast. So I want to throw out to all of you guys, reach out to us. If you are a patron, um, reach out to us and tell us what you want to talk about. I know most of you are Swotor players, but... If there's some show or some part of geekdom you want to talk about, you want to review um, Suicide Squad or something, we can do anything you guys want. So I'm in. I also want to point out uh, we have a package coming out to John Skeen soon. Yep. Thank you. Um, but I want to give a very special thank you to to John because if you remember from a few episodes back, I talked about my love of the old Ripley's uh, True Ghost Story comics. Yep. And uh, Mr. Skeen has give has made it a mission and he actually sent me the number one issue of the Ripley's True Ghost Stories and the number three issue of The Witching Hour. He's a better man than us. He is a better man than us <laughs> in very very many of the ways. And he's generous and you're the man dude. He is thank very you. Generous. Thank you John. Thank you oh, and by the way, before I forget, and I'm glad you mentioned John, um whether you want to or not, you're joining us on the Roundtable show. Yes you are. <laughs> uh so you have supported this show since the beginning and we can't thank you enough. So come on and talk with us. Can't wait. Uh, so we have a package coming to you as well. Um, we got some cool stuff from San Diego Comic Con. We are sending you, my friend. So, yes. um, couple weeks, week or two. Yep. Something like that. After payday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm kind of trying to stretch it till I get paid. <laughs> it's kind of the end of the month, but it's all good. It's all right, man. the end of the summer and we work in, in education. Education. Ah, uh, the money making profession. Sarcasm. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right, man. So anything else you want to say about that? I can't think all of our patrons enough for being who you are and um for supporting our weird shenanigans all yeah, of our I, shows every time i think back to the the cantina we had down in san diego it just amazes me the 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 feedback and the listeners that, that we have and throughout the whole community not just us but the entire community yeah so it means a lot to us um you know we always wish that more people listen to our show well i mean any podcast wants that right but at the same time those who do um really are close to us and they support us and we game with them. We meet them. It's, it's, it's an awesome time. So I, I'd rather that than, a, you know, a bunch of people I don't know, I guess. Yeah. We're, we're <laughs> like that, that small little band that like only like a handful oh, yeah. of people know about. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, we're like an indie podcast. I know. Right. That's, that's probably already a thing, but hmm. should well, we, should well, we're not on? hipster. Well, I mean, you say that, but I'm <laughs> just kidding. I just want to see your face. All right. Do you want to fight? I'm ready. You do not have to stand against me. Instead, I will share all of this with you, if you will only kneel. I just got an idea. So my idea is this. 
when we do our Patreon roundtable, yes. since most of them are slow tour players, let's hold off our conversation of the last couple of chapters, okay, 15 okay. and 16, and the story in general, and get their opinions. Okay. You hear that, patrons? If you haven't played through 16, get on it. I don't know, I just, it was an idea. You don't seem too amped about the idea? No, I'm trying to remember that. Okay. Get up on it. Okay. Well, here get we are. Get up on it. <laughs> Let's get to the community stuff before people stop listening. Okay. So community shout outs. I want to highlight a couple folks. Uh, the first one, of course, is passionately casual. Um, episode 21, their anniversary waltz. Um, you'll hear our awesome voices in there. The way they did that show was awesome. Mox came on, excuse me, who basically produces and edits the show. He's a stud. Well, again, another better man than us. Um, so Mox got on there and he basically introduced um, a whole slew of people from the community that uh, gave out shout outs and sent in clips and he kind of compiled it all in a nice way and um, it was really cool hearing Jesse's reactions to those and so th- they p- would play the clip and then they would talk about those people um, I just wanted they, they mentioned a ton of different people different, you know different podcasts and, and people from the community team and stuff like that but what I wanted to say I want to thank them for well thank Jesse um, she, gave, she said some really nice things about us um, she basically said we were kind of, kind of responsible for her finally. Cause did you realize we were the first show that she was ever on? Really? Yeah. And she said that, um, we were the inspiration cause she basically looked at us and was like, well, these chuckleheads could do it. I know, right? So she's like, well, I could do my own show too. Um, but she was, she was a guest on a, a couple of shows after that. And then she decided to start her own show. So she kind of thanked us for, getting that going so nice um yeah, that, that's very kind of you to say we uh yeah definitely if, if we can do it anybody can do it i'll say because we're a bunch of chuckleheads um but anyway i want to thank you guys um for your show for what you do for the guild um and everything else and i i really appreciate you guys so again happy uh year anniversary passionately casual yes happy anniversary it was a good show awesome next uh bad feeling podcast <laughs> You're you're full of uh, dynamite drop. You're, you're full of quips today, buddy. Uh, so, <laughs> bad feeling podcast episode one twenty three. Um, this is really cool because actually the the guys went to Bioware Austin and interviewed Again. Ben Irving. Uh, well, when you live next door, I guess that helps. Um, anyway. <laughs> I just thought it was a bumper, something a bumper, but I'm not going to talk about it. So uh, <laughs> episode 123, Bad Feeling Podcast, uh, it's called uh, Mr. Ben um, Says It All, and it was a really good interview. So definitely check it out. We have a link in the show notes to them. Well, they always do good work. Yeah. And they also- Well, when they have show notes. Yeah, well, again, I think we're better than them on that, but I'm just saying, <laughs> the show's pretty organized, <laughs> well, and it's full of bumpers. It seems that way. <laughs> Once I edit it. Yeah. <laughs> Should we move on? All right, man. Let's get to our uh, our weekend game. Yeah, what'd you do? I, I well, I guess it's our last two weeks in game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I took advantage of the fact that I was house sitting for you while you were out camping. Sure did. So I had really fast Wi Fi. So I did finish chapters fifteen and sixteen. Nice. But we're not going to talk about that yet. Nope. Um, but I did spend a lot of time in the DVL event. Yep. I have finished heroic level. Do you have a list there? No, I just have the website. Oh. I finished the legacy level. Nice. Uh, I am currently working on... Oh, no. I finished the Valiant level. I am currently working on the Champion level, and the only thing I have to do is finish off the um, Flashpoint. Nice, dude. And then for... the hard, uh, Not the hard modes. Or the hard modes. No, they're... The regular ones. Yeah, the regular okay, ones. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then I'm almost done with Eternal level, and all I have to do is um, reach uh, level 65 with my... Uh, 
light side character, which I'm at like 38. Okay. And uh, to get to round five of the Eternal Championship, which I just unlocked. Very nice. And then, man. of course, you know, while I'm doing all this, I'm working through the legendary stuff. Cool. I'm about I don't know, a quarter of the way through legendary. Nice. Um. Yeah, I'm ready to get back to DVL. I've, I haven't been able to play much in the last couple of weeks. Um. But what I did do, you know, we did WOG um, the other night. Um. I actually, we did it. Have we played WOG twice since we've been back? Since we recorded last? No, just once. No, just once. Okay. So, um, we tried. Yeah. <laughs> we tried a hard mode, hard mode, um, operation. We started off with KP, just trying to get, see, if we, see how we did against the first boss. Right. And that is the, uh, big butted rancor, right? Yeah. That did not work. I don't know. No. <laughs> uh, we discovered, well, and then we went over to Eevee and we had a good group. Um, and you know, we know the mechanics. We could have done it. Our problem is we, just don't have the dps yeah we just don't have enough dps and that's something that we can definitely perfect as we continue to do story modes and stuff um but at the same time um we realized that um butting our heads up against that boss you know a half dozen times or so it just wasn't gonna happen yeah it just wasn't gonna happen and you know speaking as one of the people one of the dps on the team yeah um dead weight i know totally um <laughs> i mean i've been playing this game since beta and i mm. still am working on rotation and constantly figuring out what works best and right and my my main my main tune is a sniper, so of course I'm I'm crouching a lot, and so it's, when you're dealing with mechanics where you have to stay under someone's butt, right? It's very difficult for me. Yep, can't stay under the butt. Um, I also finished chapters 15 and 16. Um, I really enjoyed them. I w- want to talk about it, but I think we'll save it. You know? Yeah. Uh, one other thing I did get to do is I did get to try out the new pack system. Oh, cool. Um, because uh, I mentioned in our last show that I had a whole bunch of random chance cubes. I was going to do it last night and I forgot. I sold a whole bunch of them. Nice. And then I decided I'm just going to open up with the new pack system. And I like the way that they do it because um, I like the the, uh, the visual that they do. But then it puts it into the standalone holding right that has a max of 250 and you can pull it out from any it keeps it buying on legacy right which essentially while we're talking about it which is essentially their fix for um the issue that we had in the beginning of the dvl event of trying to get the right equipment for the the on the right tune to fill out um a full suit of armor or something yes which i think is a brilliant um which is a really cool idea and i love that it's not going to clutter up your inventory the since we're talking about it, we might as well finish this conversation. But I haven't tried it yet. The flack from the community kind of is it seems, and th- they talked about this in the live stream a little bit. Um, they're still kind of um, listening to feedback. But one of the pieces of feedback is that it takes seems to take longer or more clicks to get through a, like a hyper crate or something, for example, um, or to get through the. Um, there is a reveal all button, obviously, but um, people are feeling like it's a little slower. I don't know if that's necessarily the well, case. Yeah, because the animation's a little bit more. Yeah. And I think they, and also there's, I've heard that some people would like a feature to where they can just dump it into your inventory because until you take it out on a tune, it doesn't start that two day timer thing either. Right. So, um, so we'll see how that goes. I haven't tried it yet. Um, maybe we'll talk about it once I try it, but cool. I'm, I think it's a good idea. And I like the fact that, um, cause I used to open a lot of hypercrates and I like to go back to it cause I love, I have enough in-game currency to buy the stuff and and i want to start playing the gtn and stuff again but i i i don't like having all that stuff in my inventory i kind of wish it was retroactive like i can dump anything from the cartel market in there but not the case anyway no big deal all right man so let's get to the news that we have missed (laughs) um we do have patch notes from 4.7 that dropped um well the funny thing about it was that there was an issue it was supposed to come when it was supposed to get early access there was some issue with the well from what i've heard they've moved offices 
and then somebody pressed the wrong button or something and like half of the client started downloading some people's uh, client started downloading but right. it wasn't matching the, ser- the it wasn't matching okay, on the client I gotcha, side I gotcha. so they ended up taking the servers down and basically saying okay early access starts now so they took the the servers down for a few hours it was you know kind of prime time but we did get early access earlier so right. there's something um, yeah, it was like an extra 12 hours or something. Like that. Right. And so that was kind of cool. Uh, as far as, let me open this up. I don't want to go through all the patch notes, obviously, but the highlights are, I think, kind of important. Obviously, we got chapter 16 finally. We got the Gustuno, um, alliance alert. I haven't done that yet. I started it. Um, and I'm on my, actually, my main is Arnar Shada, which is eventually where you have to go to find him. And, um, I just haven't finished it yet. I can't wait to check it out because I like that character. <laughs> okay. It is funny because I did finish chapters 15 and 16, but I did it with my DVL character. I haven't oh, done it on my main yet. <laughs> oh, that's weird. <laughs> well, I did it because you have to, you, have you have to do, do all, all of it chapters, anyway. Yeah. So you replayed all that? Yeah. Oh, well. Wow. Okay. Uh so anyway, but I played it evil. Oh good. Because it was my it was my Sith warrior that was like pure evil. Nice. Well, good. We already talked about the new pack opening experience. Um and there's a collections improvement. Um it's seen a slight re- reorganization. I haven't checked this out yet. It says for ease of use, collections now has several helpful subcategories to help you quickly find a weapon type or creature mount. Companions now have their own collection category. Okay, nice. So I haven't checked that out, but I am yeah, going to do that. A um, couple other things. They added weapon and tunings. They're still doing that to um, level 50 operations and PvP weapons. Um, this was something they talked about in the pr- in the live stream before the one that just went. Um, they were talking about how do you get a companion that either took off out of the group or that you used to have and died or something like that, right? So it says now you can go to the companion locator terminal in the Alliance base to regain companions which became unavailable due to the fall, Fallen Empire storyline. You must complete Chapter 16 before this option is available. Note the terminal does not allow you to regain companions which were guests, such as Darth Mar. So you, right. you can't get Darth Mar, but you could go back and you could get um, – well, I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, we won't spoil yeah, but we'll, any characters that you that – you either lost or left your alliance. Yeah, let's let's leave it at that. Good, um, which is a cool idea. Yes. Which is you know, if, especially if you, some of you were complaining. They're like, I got that companion. I got my such and such companion 50. to fifty, and now they've been taken away. You know, so um, let's see. There's some other stuff in here. I'm not going to say everything. Um, person, there's some bug fixes, of course. This was kind of controversial, but also not at the same time. Um, items in economy. A new vendor has been added outside of the Eternal Championship. This new vendor sells 220 rating items for Eternal Championship trophies. So if you're one of those people that does a ton of Eternal Championship, right. you can get 220 items. Now, of course, people in the community are like, well, that just should drop for only hard mode operations. But the way they do these things, you can get them. They don't have set bonuses and they don't, um, they aren't moddable. Okay. So it's just they're like just flat 220. Yeah, gear. they're just 220 gear. So take it for what you want, but um you know, but that's Well, available. it's nice because it gives you an option for those that don't do group content mm-hmm. and just solo everything and it gives them an option of doing it without having to go through the GTN. True, and it also helps for people who want to get in hard mode operations too. But don't so, have the gear. But they don't have the gear and they can prep, they can do this, then they can get start getting their set pieces, right? right? This is the other one. Imperial and Republic commanders now only spawn in PvP instances. You know how we used to do Republic? We used to do commanders yeah. on the weekends, yep. right? Um, I think the group still runs. I'm not 100% sure, but um, I don't really get to run on the weekends anymore. But uh, 
what they were doing was going on in a PVE instance and everybody just standing, you know, the other faction is standing there watching you, watching us kill their, their, right. their dudes and they couldn't do anything about it. So now you actually have to do it as intended, which is good. Which makes sense. And the last thing they, they went back finally and increased. Now you can start your heroics again. They went back and increased the credit gain. Like they said they were going to after they nerfed it, they'll stealth nerfed it, I guess. So now the, uh, credit rewards on heroic missions is back to what it was when they first started those, the new heroics. Good. Because that's what, um, now that I've, you know, I've already gone through the whole, uh, level 65 and all the way through, Fallen Empire and everything with my main DVL tune. The other ones you have to just do all eight classes up to level fifty. Right. I'm just running them through. Heroics uh, are the heroics. best way, dude. They they go quick and you get and you get credits tons of credits, credits and that's yeah. the way I want it. Exactly. We all want tons of credits. All right. So there was a bug. <laughs> this was probably the worst bug ever. Um, the people who were, excuse me, waiting for chapter sixteen to drop. I don't know who these people are, but they're they're out there. So they can get their top tier DVL status, the legendary status, whatever right. it is. Um, there was a bug that it wasn't registering like the hard mode flashpoints in, in the right way. And so instead of 100%, they were getting 87%. And there wasn't just a hidden achievement in there somewhere? No, this was a bug. And they went back and they fixed it. Um, they just recently fixed it. So now you should start seeing people with the, with that crazy legendary status. So nice. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Good on them. They have a lot more time than I do. Um, all right, man. So there was another up. There was a, a downtime again on August 9th. And I'm just kind of saying this stuff as we go because we were a little behind. Right. It was just a quick update to fix that, that glitch. Right. right. It was to fix that. Oh, there was a bug with the ancient threat. Uh, there was a permanent spawn prevents Tal- Talistrelic Alliance alert. So um, today's patch, it said, was seven four point seven a and will be addressed in 4.7.1. Um, and so it also include the HK bonus chapter, which is slated to release on September 7th. Cool. Which is pretty cool. So if you were locked out of this telestrelic thing, then it'll get fixed soon. All right. So we have a couple discussion topics for this week. We were, that's pretty much the news. Okay. Um, I want to talk about the, the producer live stream, which I did watch live. Um, which I basically didn't go to one of my meetings the first week <laughs> of school. I was like, so I told my boss, I've worked that long enough. I told my boss, I said, so I'm not going to go. Um, it was a meeting just to prep for registration night, which I've done right. six, six, seven times already. So I'm like, I'm not going to go. Got something to do. Which I got called in for. Yeah. Well, good. So I watched the live stream. Um, it was actually, it was, it wasn't the most informative as far as what is, what new is coming. Um, but we'll go well, of through Of course, because they're not going to spoil, uh, the eternal throne. Right. Um, so let's go through what they did talk about. Um, so the first thing. State of the Galaxy, so they're working to address the DVL players who are unable to complete the Tier 6 as soon as possible, which they've just fixed. Right. Um, the team is looking through the feedback on the new pack opening experience, as I alluded to earlier, so maybe they'll make some tweaks to that. And um, there has been some story, some concerns about the story, because obviously, if you finish the story, the story's not over. Right. <laughs> right? Well, of course, it can't be. Right. And so, of course, there's unanswered questions, just like any, like... A lot of TV shows do this now from season to season. You know, right. it's like there's some threads that aren't answered. It's a hang- so, it's a cliffhanger. Yeah. Um, so that was something that came up as well. And there was another post talking about how um, people were wondering and concerned about um, about the choices and how. Okay. okay. So they made certain choices and they never saw the results of those choices. So, again, one of the things they kind of wanted to say is that they're trying to make sure that everybody's aware of 
these choices are going you're are going to start to see them right right well, I, mean, I, I mean i feel like i was already starting to see results of the choices i was making no you certainly were especially in the end of 16 yeah. some of the stuff you made earlier did come into play which, oh, yeah. which was interesting um but again we won't spoil that but but know that they're they're working on that um they also had an announcement on pvp ranked season seven um the season will end with the launch of um uh kotet right um, and each reward uh, tier will receive a stronghold decoration and title. Second tier will receive a unique color crystal. Top tier will receive a unique mount. Screenshots and tier breakdown will be here in September. Cool. So they haven't shown us anything yet, but right. if you're still doing ranked uh, ranked war zones, keep it up. Good on you. Good on you. Okay. So one of the features I like about one of the things I like about the live streams that they've been doing is highlighting the community. They highlighted Sotarista again. Um, she did, um, she had, they highlighted her because she got a subscribe, hit her subscriber milestone on her videos. And oh, I think, cool. I think it was 2000, I think oh, is wow. what it was, which is pretty awesome. Um, don't quote me on that. I'm pretty sure it was 2000. Congrats. Um, yeah. Sotarista is awesome. And if you, and if you don't listen to Katini cast, when you do, you'll hear her segments on that show for sure. They highlight, they, she records it and they play it each episode. And she talks about, Basic stuff to more advanced stuff, strongholds, guilds, right. all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, let's see. Swotor Central, um, there was a thing called Review My Stronghold, which was kind of cool. Um, so there's a link in the show notes for that. And then Bad Feeling. there Because they interviewed Ben Irving, got highlighted again. So of course, two for them. So well, I guess you got to live in Austin to get highlighted on this I thing. know, right? <laughs> then again, what have we done for the community? Well, then on the other end, you have to live in Austin. Oh. Okay, so I'm going to move on since you're talking smack. All right, so Knights of the Eternal Throne. Full announcement will be coming at New York Comic Con in October. Of course it is. Of course it is. So <laughs> we're not going to be there. If you're going to be there, tell us what happens, I guess. But it's going to be cool. I, I, I wish I could be there. Well, I just wish I could visit New York and go to it at the same time. Have you been to New York? I have not. My wife's been a couple times. Cause, yeah, I know she's been yeah, a couple times. Yeah. I usually stay here with the children. Well, you know, if I move, you're going to have to kind of visit. No. Okay. So, <laughs> just kidding. So, HK chapter. The last thing here, bonus uh, chapter is coming to eligible subscribers on September 7th. Um, new alliance alert for Rusk will also come with that. Oh, cool. Um, and that is pretty cool. I do like Sergeant Rusk. Yeah. So. And it includes another companion that the, the players would love to kill. And they kind of left it at that. Ooh. So, there was guess in the chat of who that might be. You know, some of the more hated companions maybe. Um, I, I, I don't know who it is going to be, but one of the things I thought was interesting is they did show a little teaser at the end, um, right. about the HK chapter. And I guess there is a, um, there is a companion. It looks like from what it looks like is you play as HK and you have another droid female companion called Zoom. That's so cool. it's like Z O zero M or something like right. that. So Zoom. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to, it looks like it's going to be a blast. It's going to be fun. Yeah. I can't wait. So anyway, man. Um, so that's what that's that. So any reactions to any of that? Or are you just gonna? No, I'm just I'm I'm looking forward to. Uh, yeah, I'm done with the coffee. On I mean, I'm still gonna go through it on my main. Of course, you are. Um, but I, uh, um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to to whatever they have coming next. Same here. Um, one of the other threads I wanted before we get to this last thing. One of the other threads I wanted to highlight um, from the forums was people actually thanking Bioware after sixteen after chapter sixteen, right? 
And there was a there was a couple threads. Um, the one I put in the show notes was "Dear Bioware, I love the story. Thanks." Cool. And granted, these always start off as positive, and of course, people will get on there and start complaining. Then you get to the butt. So don't you know? Don't dive too deep into it. But know that there are people out there that really do appreciate the story, like us. Um, I thought it finished incredibly strong. Yeah, it was really cool. And and some of the things you had to do mechanic wise were new, and that was kind of fun. Yeah, too. that was so. very challenging. All right, man. So um, that's it for that. Let's talk about this last thing. Yeah, uh, open this up because I want to see how many signatures are at. Um, I I got an, a random email from Change.org, and uh, if you don't know, Change.org is a you know a petition website where if you get, I believe it's what twenty thousand signatures, it has to be uh, responded to by whoever is petitioned, right? Yeah. And it looks like they're up to uh third oh no five thousand signatures what's needed and they're at thirty five hundred yeah uh, I signed it just a couple of days ago and I was about one thousand and what it is is um it's called no scroll up sorry it's called bring the old republic era of Star Wars to Netflix <laughs> and basically it's this this uh this fan that wants to have a live action film that touches on the old republic brought to Netflix. I don't think it's. I think it's a series. I think they're yeah, trying they, to, oh, did I say film? I meant series. Film. Yeah, yeah, they okay. want a series. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, limited series, like 10, 12 episodes. You know, sure, just like, like they what, do. Yeah, just like what Marvel does and Stranger Things and stuff like that. Yeah, Stranger Things was eight and it was right. freaking brilliant. Um, it says it's no surprise to anyone that the Star Wars franchise has experienced a massive resurgence lately, with the Force Awakens released last year and this year with the upcoming Rogue One: A Star Wars Story. However, it's about time the stories from over three thousand years before the Battle of Yavin. Uh, be told to both new and old fans of the franchise. And so it's cool. I mean, we already know that some of it is canon, like Bane has been made canon, but it, And that was even before Old Republic, wasn't it? Bane? It's, but it is part of the Old Republic, um, era. Right. Um, but there's so many great characters like Darth Revan, Darth uh, Malak, uh, uh, Bastilla Sean, Darth Treya, you know, uh, Darth Malgus, Satil Sean, everybody. It's just so much great story content there. Um, that it would be fantastic for them to bring it in. I uh, agree. And the, I do have a story, I think, in the Star Wars section um, that there has been talks of... I mean, we've known there's been talks between ABC and Disney about right. trying to do a live-action Star Wars thing. I think eventually we're going to get there. But why not something like a Netflix original series or even a Hulu original series, right? Um, what you call it was on Hulu, and it was really, really good. Um the Stephen King one. I was trying to get you to watch it. Oh, I watched it. Yeah, eleven twenty two sixty. Yeah, eleven twenty two sixty. I didn't know you actually watched it. Oh yeah. Oh, you're my hero. So something like that. But Netflix. I mean, we just. I the wife and I just binged Stranger Things, right. and I'll, we'll talk yeah. about it when it's we get to list, real reviews. I finished Agent Carter. Good, and we'll talk about that another day too. But, um, but Netflix. They. I mean, the quality of the shows. Um, yeah, the production quality is fantastic. It's absolutely ridiculous. And something like eight episodes of an old Republic story would have every single Star Wars fan on Netflix subscribing. Oh, absolutely. And the, the thing about it is, is it's so far removed from your current timeline. I mean, it is just the same timeline, but the current era is the best way to put it. Yeah. That the only way it's going to impact it is through lore. Right. Right. So, but it's already been because the main lore objects of the old Republic are the rule of two. Right. And so, and that's already been touched on in the current. Indeed. Era. Here's my question. Um, if, I mean, in a fantasy world, I mean, I don't think this is going to happen, but if something like this, how do I phrase this? What is Disney? How could Disney let this happen? You know, what would it take? So really what it would take would be, 
obviously the story group would have to be involved and they'd have to make sure that they only bring in certain things. I mean, even though it's not technically canon, if they want to use something, it's still going to have to no, be once sanctioned. Once they make from, it, it will be canon. It will have to be canon because it'll be under the Lucas. Well, it's already under Lucas. But film. that's the problem, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Is That's what I'm saying is there's not too much. Being so far removed, there's not too much conflict. Mm. Right? Um I suppose. I still think once you start canonizing stuff, I mean, I they they wouldn't be able to do it. Obviously, it would have to be Lucasfilm that does it. But oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. It, it'll be uh, uh, Pablo um, Hidalgo, Hidalgo and, yeah. that'll make the ultimate decision, and, and and Kathleen Kennedy and all them that'll decide what gets brought in because they're not going to bring it. It's just like you know, of course, Thrawn's getting brought into right into Rebels. Uh, into Rebels. They're not going to bring in every single thing of Thrawn. No, of course not. They're going to pick and choose the things of the character. It's the same thing. I, I think the smartest thing for them to do would be to follow the the Revan arc. Yeah. Just because that's the most well-known story from the Old Republic. and um, But they would also have to kind of be careful, though, because of the Knights of the Old Republic. Um, there is stuff in there that would probably conflict with with actual canon. You see what I'm saying? No, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah. they, they'll pick and choose and, yeah, just, yeah. and then fill in the story around it. Totally, dude. Um, yeah, I'm in. I, I think... I, I don't think it will happen, but it would be. it's a kind of a nice little fantasy. Oh, absolutely. You know? Um, but anyway, so... Do you think it has a chance? Uh it's already getting a good amount of signatures. Yeah. I think we just need to get it out there. Uh, we have the the link in the show notes, but you can always just hashtag tour on Netflix, right, and get that out there. I think this is gonna be one of those things where our listeners are gonna come back to us and like, "You guys are dumb. That's gonna be dumb." I think that's what's gonna happen. Yeah, well, appears. <laughs> <laughs> but I love you. No, he doesn't. <laughs> All right, man. Should we go to Star Wars? Absolutely. Today's episode of The Usual is brought to you by LootCrate.com. LootCrate is a monthly mystery crate that delivers the best in geek and gaming gear, from collectibles, apparel, tech gadgets, art, and other epic gear. It's like Comic-Con in a box, and everybody loves Comic-Con. So, for you, listeners of The Usual, you can get 10% off any new subscription at LootCrate.com. Enter the promo code BRIDGE10 to save 10%. So again, you can go to TryLootCrate.com slash The Usual and save 10% on your new subscription. That and enter Bridge 10 to save 10%. Thanks for listening. I was raised to do one thing. But I've got nothing to fight for. Nothing will stand in our way. I will finish what you started. dumb how hot it is in here no it's just so funny because i was listening to that that uh that but uh, not bumper the the intro yeah and uh it just there's a video that we have coming up that we're going to talk about called kylo ren watches the rogue one trailer oh right yeah and it just listening to that it's flipping brilliant all right dude okay so sorry go ahead we'll go back up to the discussion topics i'm in a good mood chill oh look here's the thing we have an outline you can't just start jumping around it's just not how it works we're not the bad film podcast, right? <laughs> Hell no. Feud's still going. Um, all right, so let's start with the sad stuff. Yeah, you know, big news this week. Unfortunately, we lost uh, the great Kenny Baker. Um, you know, if you don't know the name, obviously you know that he played R two D two. Yeah. Um, you know, fantastic, you know, person to to be involved in in the long history of Star Wars. Um, it, he's definitely going to be missed. 
Well, the crazy part about his life is he died at like eighty three. Yeah, and evidently the uh, he his uh, doctors were telling his parents he wouldn't last past like thirteen. That's insane. And so he like you know decided to live another seventy years, he's which like, is hilarious. He's like up yours, doctor. Yeah, and and he and what a what a awesome life. So, um, if you go out on the internet, you can find. Excuse me, I didn't put the links in the show notes for these, but like. Peter um, Mayhew, Peter Mayhew, Anthony Daniels, everybody, George Lucas, everybody has kind of said something about him and, and posted it on social media. So definitely check that out. Um, and of course, rest in peace, Kenny Baker. Yeah, you know, uh, we were listening to uh, Babylon this week, and Kevin Smith made a very great comment. Uh, well, it's, I can't remember if it was Kevin Smith or Ralph Garman, but they said that we're getting at that time where the principal actors were going to have to start dealing with their loss. Yeah, yeah, and that's. I mean, Harrison Ford's about eighty. Yeah. Carrie Fisher's uh, about 70. It's they're getting older, man. They, they are getting older. And that's and Star Wars fans, you know, you know, to say we're passionate is one thing, but we will continue to go to things like Star Wars Celebration to meet um Hamill, to meet these stars and stuff. And Kenny Baker used to go to these things. Yep. Um, you know, I I know uh his name always flies on my head. Um Chewbacca. Peter Mayhew. Peter Mayhew. Um, you know, when you go and you meet these people and you see them in real life, that's a huge deal. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's, it's part of our childhood. It's part of why we love the franchise is those actors who played those characters, right? So, yeah, man, it's going to be, it's going to be sad when, when we start having to say goodbye. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so what's this? Um, you know, every year they have Star Wars fan it. films and the fan film awards came out this year. I mean, you know, we're not going to touch on all the nominees and everything, but, uh, you know, so the, the Star Wars fans are some of the most loyal creative and creative uh, <laughs> people out there so definitely follow the link go check out some of their work it's fantastic yeah it's awesome um this is interesting to me you know i <laughs> i didn't see this before because i you know i just I saw this, the thing but uh did you it up, read it well no but bring it up and i and i've got a comment about it okay so the the, the headline is and this is on comicbook.com um number of australians claiming jedi is their religion is creating concerns okay i'm not sure what the concerns are but okay. this has actually been a thing for a while because i remember when um a Phantom Menace came out that Australia was one of the few countries that actually recognized Jedi as a religion. Okay. And it was something you could actually check on forms and stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> you want to hear what the concerns are? Absolutely. <laughs> um, so this came at the time uh, when they were doing a census. So ahead of the nation's upcoming census, a group of now lobbying for citizens uh, to forego selecting Jedi as their religion for one very peculiar reason. The Atheist Foundation of Australia has decided to educate Star Wars fans of the repercussions that could occur from any bogus census responses. See, their problem with the Jedi, with Jediism began back in 2011 during the last national census. The poll revealed that 64,390 Australians said Jedi was their religion, indicating a massive increase from last census of 58,053 um, respondents. The dramatic surge in Jedi followers put the religion just under that of, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, S-I-K-H? Oh, Sikh. Sikh population. And the Atheist Foundation wants to warn people who jokingly profess the Jedi faith of the damage they're inflicting upon their fellow citizens. So, basically, they don't want the census screwed up because people are claiming Jedi. They okay. want to... I, I, don't, I don't quite get what the issue is. Okay, really. what I find funny is, okay, as, a, as an atheist, yep. um, I don't see what the point of the Atheist Foundation even having here is because... 
my faith or lack of faith or choice of faith has right. absolutely no impact on somebody else. I agree. So this says, well, the Atheist Foundation explains that Jedi religion is classified as not defined religion rather than no religion, signifying that it's an actually established faith. I guess that's the issue. The group worries false census records will only make uh, Australia seem more religious than it really is. So the atheist is atheist. That's the real that's, issue. That's the real issue. They want to make sure that, that those numbers are accurate, not that there's this uh, not defined category. Okay. And why don't they just switch it? Okay. No, the, I'm, this is where I'm actually going to have a bone to pick with my fellow atheists. Okay. They are automatically assuming that the people picking Jedi are not actually professing this faith. Indeed. Okay. There's some hardcore where, fans out there. The, yeah. But regardless, there is a, seriously Google it. There's actually a recognized, um, structure of faith based around Jedi principles. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite Futurama episodes mm-hmm. is the one where the um, they <laughs> they go to. There's an episode where somebody says Star Trek, or no, Fry says Star Trek, right? And people like start freaking out. Apparently, back in the day, before, while Fry was frozen, Star Trek religion popped up, <laughs> and like they got heck, of, they got crazy, and they got rid of all of them. And like now Star Trek is like this totally banned thing. So he's like talking to the heads of Leonard Nimoy and them. And they're like pretending like they they were never in this thing called Star Trek. It's pretty funny. That's anyway, pretty funny. Um, that just came up randomly. So you're welcome. All right, man. So pop-up cantinas. Here we go. This is cool. Yeah, go for it. Um, so I saw this on Nerdist. And this was something they posted um, a couple days ago on the 17th. Or yesterday, actually. Um, Star Wars pop-up cantinas coming to Hollywood. Okay. And it's called the Scum and Villainy Cantina. Okay. Um, and basically the tag is if you could spend, um, an evening anywhere in the Star Wars universe, I'm guessing many of you would choose to drop by the Mos Eisley Cantina. Sure. It's full of bounty hunters, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it says all our cantina dreams are about to come true and you don't have to even have to travel to Tatooine. Obviously, that's a fictional planet. Um, we're excited to exclusively announce the Scum and Villainy Cantina is coming to Hollywood this winter. So the Star Wars Inspired Cantina is a temporary pop-up experience with an immersive environment. You'll be able to eat galactic delicacies, drink, and spend time taking five million pictures and selfies. Each reservation at the Scum and Villainy Cantina includes two drinks of your choice, a souvenir pint class, a Scum and Villainy challenge coin, and other surprises. Your reservation gets you two hours inside the pop-up, either from 6 to 8 or 8.30 to 10.30 nightly or 3 p.m. to 5 on Saturday. They'll allow walk-in customers from 11 to 2. Um, so that's the best thing ever. Yeah, and you know, actually, <laughs> this is actually becoming a thing. Um, If you remember a couple of years ago, um, in 2014, uh, in honor of the 10th anniversary of the ending of Friends, there was a pop-up Central Perk in New York. Oh, really? Yeah, and so it was a pop-up coffee shop that was there for a number of weeks or whatever, where you could go and it looked just like the set. At the last, not not the last Star Wars celebration, but no. Yeah, not the one in London, but the one in Anaheim, they had a cantina. They had a cantina. That's what I thought, yeah. Oh, man, that'd be so cool. Plus, you know, they're going to be having one at Star Wars Land, so it's kind of just... Did I already say my beef about that? No. I think I've said my beef on the show about that. Are I'm very excited about Star Wars Land. They're not serving alcohol? Yeah, what the, what the hell? They have, I, I didn't know they had actually decided that yet. Well, there's no alcohol serving Disneyland. Why would they make an exception now? Disneyland always changes. It served at, Club, you, it served at Club 33. Well, but, you know, that's a 30-year wait list for $8 million. So here's saying. the thing. 
we're on a tangent now, and that's going to be okay. Are you trying to give me hope that it's possible I can have a beer in the Star Wars canteen in Disneyland? I'm telling you, the Walt himself said that Disneyland is never meant to be finished and things always change. Hmm. Well, there's a reason I spend a lot of time in DCA. <laughs> the beer is good. Yeah, it is. All right, man. So um, let's talk about this really quick, and that'll bridge us into the Rogue One tra- trailer stuff. Cool? Cool. Because we haven't talked about the Rogue One trailer yet. No. As, as a... As a as a human. No. All right. So, so we're going to stand awkwardly and look at each other or I guess we're sitting. Don't. Don't. Don't make me edit. All right. So <laughs> you're stupid. All right. So Star Wars show. Smith reacts to Rogue One trailer. So this Star Wars show is kind of badass. Yeah. It's the official show for the Star Wars dot com website. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Okay, so these two guys, this, this guy and this girl, they introduce, um, they talk about some Star Wars news and then, and this is like a nine minute thing. There's a clip. There's a. Link in the show notes. Yeah, actually, I started following the hosts after uh, the Anaheim uh, celebration. Yeah, so it's really cool. So they cover some news, and then they go into where a bunch of community members, Star Wars community members, um, sent in their reaction videos to the Rogue One trailer. That's cool. And they did this really cool mashup of it, which was pretty neat. And then afterwards, Kevin Smith talks with the the male host, and they talk about the trailer. Um, and it's really cool to, to hear Smith obviously talking. He's got his geeking out shirt on and, and he's it's such pretty a cool. passionate fan. Yeah. So, um, you know, he doesn't talk for as long as he normally does, which is kind of cool. I'm sure they cut out some, but, oh, I'm sure. um, but man, it's, it's a, it's a really cool clip. So definitely check it out. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, what a gig that would be, huh? Star Wars show. <laughs> totally right. <laughs> and so speaking of which, um, we have a couple of, things to talk about as far as rogue one and the trailer itself it we, we the last time we recorded uh, we were talking about how it didn't air exactly when it was supposed to it finally aired during the olympics and it aired during the olympics which i find really interesting because the olympics are aired on nbc well and also people were like oh it's gonna be on by seven. Oh, it's we're still waiting and some of the memes and stuff and some of the the stuff the on twitter was funny time, it, said it was gonna be during the olympics. and it was super late it was like right towards the end yeah <laughs> um but the trailer's ridiculous ridiculous um so the international trailer also dropped so yeah, and evidently there's some more footage and dialogue so let's watch that so really. i'm thinking we do to watch the international trailer um we'll talk about it and then um and then we'll kind of talk about some of this other rogue one stuff cool so we'll be back and because this is an edited podcast we never left felicity jones is gonna knock this out of the park yeah she's killing i mean it. i would have loved tatiana milani in it, sure but no Felicity she's- jones is Spot on. No, she's going to be great. I kind of want to watch the regular one again, just because, okay. kind of. I don't know. What are you thinking? Yeah, go for it. And the reason being is this one's a little longer, but they, but the the one thing they don't do, they don't do, you know, in the first teaser trailer where they say, what the will you become? That's not in this one. Right. And then they mention the thing about her father, which yeah. you don't do in this one. Um, Across the galaxy. And I wanted to double check to see if she said, may the force be with you at the end of this one, because I don't think she does. Yeah. Okay, so what we just did was we watched the international trailer, and then I felt like we should watch the re- the the American one again, right? Just to kind of see the differences. Yes, I like the music eight thousand times better in the American one. Yeah. Okay. And actually, I want to bring a point up about this. It's very baroque. Yeah. It sounds like it's played on a harpsichord oh, instead yeah. of actually on a synthesizer. Yeah, it's sick. Um. So it's and it's it's very haunted mansionous. It's dun dun. But the, dun, it's dun. got the piano in there. Yeah. It's and, slower. Yeah. It's yeah. very more. It's much more deliberate, which is fantastic. Indeed. Um. The American version had a lot more of the droid humor. Humor. They did. They cut all of that out in the international one. Yeah, but they added in a couple of very key lines. Oh, man. They they added the fact that he says your father sent the message. 
Yes. Who the hell is her father? Yeah, now we exactly. have a whole slew of questions we didn't know we, we wanted to have. Yeah, right? it's the, the, the typical Star Wars question is, who's the father? Right. So, I don't know. I don't even have any ideas off the top of my head. We don't know much about... Um, Jennerson. Um, the guy in white. Oh, I can't remember his name. Yeah. So we don't we don't know enough about the characters obviously to, to, to figure it out. Right. I I don't know. I I imagine if her father sent the message, he's an Imperial. Right. So Well, she has a British accent, so it makes sense. Right. And so I don't know, man. I okay. think it's gonna be badass. And the most important thing about the international trailer is how did it end? Oh, she said, may the force be with us. Yes, she did. Which is badass. And they cut that out of the American one. And I just love that shot at the end. And they say, to the end. And everybody stands up. It's like, I get the chills talking about it. All the it, way. You yeah. know? And that's just so sick, dude. It's so sick. And she's got a little smirk on her face when yeah. she says, may the force be with us. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know. Um, anything else uh, about the trailer you want to no, talk about? I don't think anything needs to be said. <laughs> it speaks for itself, I, honestly. But the moments I get chills is obviously towards the end they really paced it well right and right pretty much right after um the little bit of humor you start to see all of these clips of action scenes yes. um the the rpg to the to the eight at at's face is okay, wait just till phenomenal get, till, wait till we get to the kylo ren reaction okay. video so anyway um i i just i don't want to go all day about this it's been out a little while um, and we'll definitely come back to it. But in all honesty, man, I, I was, I was excited about this movie. Dude, it's only four months away. I know. I was excited about this movie before I saw this trailer. Yes. Now I'm just like, why is it not December? Exactly. Um, anyway, man, so let's, uh, let's move on here. Okay. So Rogue One, a Star Wars story had the biggest social media buzz over the past week. I thought this was interesting. And I think this was on, in the wake of the trailer and everything else, but. People are talking about this, man. Yeah, it's a bigger social media buzz than the Olympics, and it's huge. I, I don't it's, know. It's gonna be it's it's gonna be another movie that I think will pass Avatar. Yeah, and I can't wait until we get to talking about some of the other spinoffs in a couple of minutes. But I think these anthology movies are really gonna be a huge, huge draw. Oh, absolutely. You know, and especially if you're not if you're done with seeing like lightsaber battles and stuff like that this is this is like espionage war movie gritty dark um and some of the shots are at just absolutely phenomenal oh absolutely you know it's fantastic um all right man so yeah i got a little bit of time okay so let's get to oh did you see this this is badass yeah I actually already posted it on Pinterest. Okay. So there's a new cover for Empire Magazine with the crew, with the folks from Rogue One, which yep. looks, which just looks sick. Yeah. And if you don't know Empire Magazine, it's a fantastic film magazine out of Britain and yep. it's a great magazine. Uh, you know, give it money. It's great. Give it money. Will said it. Um, and Jimmy Smith has confirmed that he is making a Rogue One cameo. Yeah. You know, and I watched the, the Nerdist News uh, uh, reaction video to the trailer and they actually point out that he, you see a bit of him in the trailer. Yeah. I, I love his portrayal of Bail Organa. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I hope he's in this movie more than just like a snippet. It sounds like it's going to be super quick, but well, it's, I hate to say, it, but it's going to have to end up placing him on Alderaan by the end. Yeah. That's sad. He's probably like, all right, guys, I'm headed back home. Peace. And, then he dies. Yeah. One thing we didn't mention about the trailer too. Um, how badass is the uh, freaking? Um, <laughs> they also cut that from the international trailer. The Death Star Eclipse. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> oh, what a shot! Well, it's no Star Killer base. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, burn. 
So there's a YouTuber that created a, a, a fan video, and it's uh, Kylo Ren watching the new Rogue One trailer. And it is amazeballs. So you got to watch it. I don't believe you. I don't really like stuff like this usually. I'm just being honest, bro. <laughs> okay, and then the last thing. All right, so we, well, we can't just watch something and then not talk okay, about it. This is a this is not a visual medium, right? Okay, so we just watched the reaction, Kylo Ren's reaction video to Rogue One. <laughs> I have to just say, my new name for Donnie Yen's character is Magic Stickman. <laughs> now, keep in mind, I was reluctant. I don't really normally go out of my way to watch stuff like this. This is very well done, really funny. Um, <laughs> just the little comments he made, like being an Imperial, watching, like shoot them all in the back. <laughs> My favorite is just he just starts cracking up when when homeboy shoots the RPG at the ad ad. He just starts laughing. He's like, "Well, if they only had that on Hoth, they might have had a chance." Here we go. This is what it's all about: angles and spheres and, and windows. windows. Oh, that was pretty it's fun. brilliant. So now you again, you have to tell people what we watched. So we just watched uh, the fan <laughs> video that uh, uh, we got this off of. Uh, um, Geek girls are sexy, and and uh, it's it's a great video that somebody did the uh, Rogue One teaser trailer uh, edited along with Beastie Boys sabotage. Yeah, it's pretty sick, and it's phenomenal. And this is just great because it's it's definitely an homage to J.J. Abrams because he's a huge Beastie, Beastie Boys, Boys fan. fan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he even named one of the X-wing pilots from Force Awakens "Hello Asty" oh, after tight, the album "Hello Nasty." Exactly, that's badass, dude. Yeah, that was fun. Um, let's get to some other stuff. I just want you to make more news in the chair. That's all I want. Just all right. Now we're on to episode okay. eight. Oh, here we are. Episode eight. So John Williams is starting to score the thing. Or yeah, he's going to. Well, it, yeah, he's going to start uh, doing it soon because it works uh, nicely because Ryan Johnson has finally done editing. Mm-hmm. Begins editing. Ryan Johnson. No, he's did. done editing. Oh, no. Begins editing. Begins editing. Yes. Yeah. So Ryan Johnson is editing. Um, let's see. It says it doesn't say like a date, but. Anyway, he's starting to edit the thing, and of course, when they get to a certain part in the editing phase, when they bring in the composers, right? Right. So, that's amazing. Yes, it means it's getting closer and closer to being done. Oh my god, dude. I can't believe we're talking about episode eight. I know. Like, it's, they're done filming. It's only 16 They're talking about away. editing it, and John Williams is, like, gonna be in studio soon. I know. Oh, that makes me so happy. Um, so you- Yeah, I've heard this. Go ahead. Sorry. Have you have you looked at the link? It's actually a video. I've dropped the F bomb like eight times tonight. My editing's gonna suck. All right. So what is this? It's there's a. I mean, we all have heard the fan theories that Palpatine is is or that uh, that Ray is Luke's daughter or is Han and Leia's daughter right. or is Obi is Obi Wan's granddaughter. And actually, there's this other fan theory that I've just found. I mean, I it's, I'm sure it's been out there for a while, but I just found it, and it's that uh, someone thinks that Ray is actually Palpatine's granddaughter. I'm in, and actually, it's the one that makes most sense to me. We're yeah, gonna, no, I do. We need to watch the video, or should we? Just I talk think it's about fantastic. It? Emperor Palpatine. So considering that, okay, let's stop there. Yeah, I okay, I like this theory on some level, but. And, and honestly, I think it'd be badass if she was. Honestly. I know, and, right? And so I don't remember what we said before we started watching that, but we just watched this fan theory, part of a fan theory video about Ray possibly being Palpatine's grandfather. Now. Granddaughter. Granddaughter. What did I say? Father. Good. So what I'm saying is I part of me wants this to be a thing because I think that would be a cool twist. Um, I don't know 
where the leaving her on the planet thing makes sense all the way with this theory. They actually do touch on that a little bit. Okay, well, I would get it. But I, 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 I'm just, I'm most intrigued by the fighting style. Yeah, the fighting style thing is cool. I'm, I'm in on that. And when I saw that in the theater and then when I watched it, no, half dozen more times after, um, that was, I remember my first reaction to that is like, Oh, she just goes straight for the heart all of a sudden, you know? And I'm like, Oh, she just, Oh, she's going to stab him in the face. So that was in my head. I was like, wow, this is a ruthless. uh, But again, I kind of attributed it to her being, um, new with the saber and a kind of a raw, like, okay, I have this blade. There he is. I'm going to just stab him with it. Right. Yeah, But usually you think of knives. You stab with blades. You think of slashing. Right. And I'm with you. So I don't know, man. So, uh, I, some of the other things are a little bit of a reach. I oh, of think. course. I mean, all um, fan theories are a little bit of a reach. Well, of course. But, um, I don't know if she's, she is tempted to buy the dark side, but I'd say later on more than in the beginning where, you know, where they were talking about in the video. But I don't know, man. I think this is cool. Yeah. I, I, I also think it's cool. And I think it's, I would think it would be the most interesting of the theories. Yeah. So what are the options do we have? Han and Leia, Luke, Kenobi, Obi Wan. Yeah, I still I'm I'm pretty much done with the Han and Leia one. I think it, that was in my head for a while. Yeah, but. I I think it would be most interesting if they do a granddaughter. So either yeah. Obi Wan or Palpatine. Well, and it also would mirror what Kylo Ren's going going exactly. through as well. And I think that's you know Star Wars tends to work in parallels. Mirrors, yeah. So anyway. All right, well, let's move on to the Han Solo movie. Oh, I'm so glad we're doing this. Um, they are <laughs> uh, beginning to cast for the Han Solo movie. Um, we've already cast uh, the um, they've already cast Han Solo, right? But it looks like they're going to be casting a young Lando. Called it. Yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> I like that Donald Glover appears to be the front runner. Okay. Um, he was also in talks to appear in Spider-Man: Homecoming. Oh, okay. And he, people are thinking he might be Miles Morales, but I, he's a little bit too old to play Miles Morales. I think so. Um, I think he would be perfect for Young Lando. Yeah, totally. Um, there's other, of course, when this kind of thing comes to light, people are like, "Oh, I want to play that." Exactly. So who doesn't want to be in a Star Wars movie, right? So Xavier Woods wants to play. He's another person that came out and said he wants to play the young uh, Lando. Um, I'm not that familiar with him. I, he's he's a WWE guy. Yeah, and he um he's been in some other stuff though. I was reading. Hold on. Nope, that's always done. I I was reading something else. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they would do that. Honestly, no. And don't, because Donald Glover comes from a an acting background, right? Well, not only that. I mean, a lot of these WWE guys are actors on some right, level, but it's but he's different. like he's big. Yeah, you know, Lando's, Lando's not, not a, big. Lando's no. slight. Lando is slight. He's He's a scoundrel. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right, man. So I'm excited. I'm glad Lando's going to be in this movie. I know, right? And I cannot wait. I don't know. I want to. Okay. Here's my ideal right now. I'm, I'm very excited about this. My ideal moment in the Han Solo movie. I can already see where you're going. Is the two of them sitting down at the Sabacc table. And he loses the, the Falcon. Well, not only that, but I want to see early. I want to see earlier than that. I want to see the point where they're like hustling people. Right, because they're both amazing Sabak players. I want to see them. I want to see them at the table, and I want to see. I want to see Sabak on the big screen, and I want to see it played. And I want to. See, oh, that'd be so amazing. Yep. And then I want to see it in Swotor. Moving on. Moving on. 
All right. So this goes back to what we were saying earlier. Um, there's an article, ABC and Lucasfilm have had conversations about the Star Wars TV series. And obviously this has been an ongoing thing. Yeah. There's a great link that we put in here that takes you to uh, Nerdist News and Jessica Chobot had a really good, uh, um, episode of, of Nerdist News that deals with it. It's really good. All right. So Star Wars Rebel season three premieres, uh, September 24th. And I guess it's going to be an hour long event. Well, this is the same thing they did with the first season. Sure. was an hour-long event. So. Clone Wars was, in, was a movie, too, the first yes. one. So, um, I'm amped. Oh, I'm so excited. How, how soon do you think we're going to see Thrawn? I, don't, I, I can't imagine I'm us seeing him episode in... episode two or three? Yeah, I don't think it's going to be in this event. But I honestly, I think by season... I think they might start talking about him. Oh, yeah. In, in the first episode or the second episode. But by the third, I think I'm hoping we're going to see him. Because that's going to be sick. Um... All right, so let's talk about games. Uh, yeah, Fantasy Flight, um, who does a card game called, I think it's The Living Force or something like that. Sure. Um, they are doing a, uh, a new game called Star Wars Destiny, and it's going to include a lot of the Force Awakens characters. Awesome. That's cool. Is it a dice game? Uh, it's a dice and card game. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. That sounds cool. Um, so we also have Gamescom is going on right now. Yes. And we're getting some cool kind of news out of that. Um, so I'm just kind of grabbing stuff that we can talk about. Um, one of the things that came up is a Rogue One themed VR mission and Death Star Battle Station mode is coming to Star Wars Battlefront. We have talked about this before, um, but I I don't think people have gotten their hands on it. Let's just open. Let me let me double check because I I read this pretty quick because we had already talked about it. Yeah, it says in Rogue One uh, in Rogue One a Star Wars story we learned how the Rebels steal the plans of the Death Star. Um, in a Rogue One related mission in your X-wing and in an immersive VR. You're going to take the flight. You're going to take the fight to the Empire. As revealed today at Gamescom, Rogue One X-Wing VR mission is coming to Star Wars Battlefront this fall. It'll be available for free to all owners of Star Wars Battlefront and PlayStation VR headset on PlayStation 4 and is being developed in full cooperate, uh, uh, collaboration with Lucasfilm. Um, let's see. It says the experience is promised to be enveloping both visually and orally and intense, especially with Death Star looming literally overhead. Very cool. Yeah, it looks awesome. I I don't know. I don't know VR. We will have this conversation one day, but VR versus AR, whatever you want to say, but I don't know. I'm 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 intrigued to see how that's gonna go. I think it'd be badass to feel like you're actually sitting in the cockpit of an X Wing and flying, that'd be sick. Yeah, VR and AR it's it, it's almost starting to feel like it's gonna be the the um the VHS HD and DVD or, or the HD, HD DVD, DVD versus Blu ray. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I always think of that battle. It's like and I almost picked up the HD DVD for the Xbox back in the day. Yep. And I was like, okay, no, I'll, I'm going to hold off for a minute. And then we're abandoning that and Blu-ray wins. And I was like, yeah, oh, well, the reason goodness. why Blu-ray won is because they're the two companies that were holding out, um, to make a decision was Disney and, uh, Paramount. Yeah. And they, uh, they both decided to go Blu-ray and that just, and that'll do it. Killed yep. HD DVD. Poor HD DVD. You can go the way of uh, Laserdisc and Betamax, <laughs> cassette tapes. All right, let's move on. All right. Um, oh, Star Wars Force Awakens Blu-ray DVD. Yeah. Oh, well, actually, going back to games really quick, I do want to point out that uh, we do play Galaxy of Heroes, and they have a, a Emperor Palpatine event going on right now. Oh, yeah, There's nice. A new Palpatine character. So if you uh, play an uh, an R uh, guild, um, which is uh, on there, it's a lot of fun. Also, in the Card Trader app, they started releasing signature cards from the Force Awakens characters, and I happened to get a Boyega card. Oh, you're the man. Nice. You're my hero. 
All right, so back to this. Um, yes. The Blu-ray, uh, the 3D Blu-ray release date is set for November for The Force Awakens. Yeah, because uh, they've released all the different versions except for 3D. Right, which I don't have a 3D TV or any of those things, so that's neither here nor there, but some people do. Exactly. So there we are. All right, man, theme parks. So this is going to be, this is basically our roundup section for this week. Yeah, because there's uh, quite a bit of theme park news. Yeah, so let's do this. I don't even know how to say. I don't even know what I would do if this was a thing. So you you talk about it, and then I'll slowly pretend like this is not happening. So there are a lot of things, obviously, that are going to be coming up as we get closer and closer to Star Wars Land being completed. Um, but it looks like that they may be having a working lightsaber training experience. I don't know what that means. Neither do I, but it sounds cool. Well, it sounds like they made a lightsaber. That, I, can't, that can't be a thing. I, uh, Come on, bro. I don't know. How does this work? I don't know. Tell me. I don't know. Okay, so. <laughs> it's obviously VR. Yeah, it says, don't get crazy. This isn't a lightsaber with a heated plasma or anything, but it will have a LED sensors on it that will allow fans to wield it as they get shot at by a, droid, a training bot with lasers just like Luke Skywalker did in Episode 4 and Younglings did in Attack of the Clones. Um, IO9 spotted the um, the patent filing from disney for an audience interaction projection system this will make it happen so the, and then they go on to uh, uh, you know detail what the patent says and it basically says the faux lightsaber has leds attached um there too i love this language there too to provide ir light to the drone so that's kind of cool yeah and obviously it's going to be uh, immersive with the audience so the audience is going to have to see what's going on as well it sounds phenomenal it does i mean it sounds like a lot of fun i mean i'm in Oh, you're in. I mean, I just, I wish that Disney would just be like, all right, yeah. let's just take some of our monies and make a freaking lightsaber and then give it to a child <laughs> <laughs> and then hope they don't chop their limbs off, I know, which right? they would immediately do. So thank you for not providing a real lightsaber, but at the same time. <laughs> okay. What's the first thing Luke does when he's handed the lightsaber? He, he almost looks stabs right, in his face. I know. He looks right down the barrel. It's like in the, right car- down the hill. It's like in the cartoons where they look, they're like, the, the gun didn't fire. Let me turn it around and look down the barrel. Exactly. Yeah. Dumbass. <laughs> it's um, called Luke Skywalker dumbass. Yeah, he did. All right. So uh, also the Avatar Park has been long in development. Oh, yeah. Um, but it looks like there's going to be a lot of details coming in November. Cool. Yeah. I'm. From what I understand, and I listen to that Disney Dish podcast where they cover other park news and stuff like that. And uh, what's his name? Uh, the the Disney historian guy that's on that, on that right. show. He is like been doing this for like decades. So he gets invited to like the early development stuff and he's been there to what it looks like. He says it looks, it's absolutely unbelievable. Um, but at the same time, I think, honestly think Avatar Land and these Avatar sequels are coming too late. They are. They missed their window. I mean, I just don't see. Unless, unless they are that good. Star Wars has totally pushed everything out of the way. Nobody's talking about Avatar. Nope. Nobody remembers Avatar. Nope. So here we are. And it's seven years ago. <sighs> eight years ago. Almost eight years ago. I don't know. I think it's too late. But we'll see how it happens. All right. Well, uh, American Horror Story is uh, coming back to TV. And we're actually going to be talking about that a little bit in uh, real reviews. But, um, of course, it makes sense that American Horror Story is with Universal. Yep. And so they're bringing in the American Horror Story concept into Halloween Horror uh, during the, the whole Halloween thing at Universal. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, which it also looks like they're going to be bringing Death Eaters into the Japan's Wizarding World of Harry Potter. That sounds terrifying. That sounds awesome. <laughs> uh, 
Here's the thing. I, again, I've made it no, uh, I've never beat around the bush on this. I'm not a Harry Potter fan necessarily, but come on, dude. I think Those Death Eaters are freaking terrifying. I think it's just a ploy for him to sell more chocolate. Because mm-hmm. chocolate makes you feel better after getting the Death Eater. Again, not the biggest Harry Potter fan, didn't right. get the reference, so our fans now know. All right. Also Universal. <laughs> You're uh, so stupid. Also Universal, they're going to be doing, uh, they've just opened up their Walking Dead attraction. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's a thing. That's happening. That's happening. And what else do we have? This is the, okay. The saddest news um, is hold that. Hold on, hold on. Um, before you say it, can I tell a positive thing? Absolutely. All I'm gonna, uh, outside of singing the song, okay, the, the parade I look forward to the most, especially before Fantasmic was a thing, before and I and again I went to Disneyland every single year at least once a year since I was four months old. Okay, I remember some of my earliest memories from Disneyland are watching the the electrical parade. Yes, and I remember how heartbroken I was as an adult when it stopped running at Disneyland, and then how excited I was as an adult when they picked it up at DCA. Right. Now, I actually don't know if they're still running it at DC. I don't think they are. They are. And they're not running it at Disneyland either. No, it hasn't but, been running at Disneyland for and, years. And, and so what I'm thinking, I think it was still just running. It must have been just running at Disney, Disney World. World yeah. yeah. Well, it's official that Walt Disney World will be canceling the Main Street Electrical Parade. It's going to be shutting down soon. <sighs> that parade, out uh, and Fantasmic the music is amazing. I love Fantasmic music. It's one of my favorite. But the Baroque things. Hoedown is what the name of the song is. The is the name of the song. Okay, I'm not going to sing this, but I love that song. And I love that parade. And there's something about the last couple times I saw it, um, and this was obviously years ago, the wife and I, we watched this parade again, and I was so happy watching it, and this was probably one of the last time. I think this might have even been before we had kids, or maybe Rowan was a baby, um, when the last time we saw the thing. And it was still the same. You yep. know, the same, uh, um, Snails, I don't know what you call the, the it. Yeah. With Alice on it. And- Just everything was the same. They still had a million lights that looked like they were, they were from 30 years ago or whenever it first started. Yep. And Finishing I, with the eagle and the flag. Oh and- I just, I love that parade. I love it. Yep. Um, the big peace dragon. Yeah. So thankfully YouTube's a thing and we can still watch it if we want to, but there's nothing like standing there and watching those things like stutter along and spin and like, Absolutely. and just, I don't know. I love this parade and it's too bad. So they have a, a date in mind. I didn't look at it. Uh, I haven't, I didn't, when I read the article, I didn't see a date, but mm-hmm. I might have just missed it. Let's see. Oh, it's, yeah. It says the uh, electrical parade has been around since the early seventies and has even had a different version spawned Disney World over the years. But unfortunately, the show will not go on and we'll be heading home. Heading home out west. Sorry, residents of Orlando. So is it coming back? That would be awesome. Wait, we got all sad for a second. The long-running parade will be closing down its Orlando operation and heading back to Disneyland. Awesome. Oh, for a limited engagement in early 2017. That's all right with me. That's awesome. Fans of the parade can go to one last showing. Oh, the fans of the... Oh, I get it. One last showing in Orlando on October 9th. 9th, Okay. But it's it's going to be coming to Disneyland in early (laughs) 2017. Kick ass. We got all sad for For you to go in February. Done. Done and done. I don't know if we're going this year. Oh, what if we don't? Well, this is part of my argument. We have to go because we have to see the electrical parade. We have to let the kids see the electrical parade, dear. Absolutely. I have to work on that. (laughs) 
Anyway, so I got sad, but it is going away eventually, obviously, always at some point. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's over 40 years old. Yeah. Uh, it's a great parade, though. It is a great parade. All right, buddy. So we're done. Uh, that looks like it for our uh, main show. Yeah, only smooth hour and 15 minutes. So um, do we want to talk about what we're talking about coming up, what we have coming up? Uh, well, just uh, we're going to be uh, recording another episode here shortly for Real Reviews. Yep. So we're going to have a lot of uh, movie and television news. Um, but there's a lot of Berlanti news coming in our Universal Usual, which we'll probably be recording next week. Yep. So look for a couple of new shows. Uh patrons again keep an eye keep an ear to the ground for um our big patron round table that's coming up it's gonna um, be fun please find a way uh you know definitely support the show any way you can there's this, our supporters page we have audible dot com audible slash usual podcast um i cannot stress enough how brandon sanderson heavy i've gotten right now <laughs> i i get the mistborn trilogy get the stormlight archive Fall into this world that this man, this wonderful man has created for you and get it for free on us. Um, definitely audibletrial.com slash usual podcast. Um, get 30 hours of awesome story for free on us. So that's the way to do it. Do it. <laughs> and, and we talked about our patrons at the top of the show, but you can become a patron. Give us a buck or two an episode. Patreon.com slash usual podcast. And, um, you get access to our Dropbox. <laughs> Here all the here all the fun stuff. Okay, so the stuff I cut out of this show and the stuff that I cut out of every show, I just compile and then I put into a blooper reel and I give it to our patrons. Um, and I and you have you will have access to that Dropbox if you become a patron of at least a dollar an episode. And don't let Devin stand alone. Oh, Devin, you're my hero, bro. We bow down. Yeah, indeed. Uh, so thanks for tuning in to the usual podcast. If you have comments or questions, you can find us at the usual podcast.com. Email us at the usual podcast at gmail.com. And we are on Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, and Sotor Network. I am at Darth Pops on Twitter. You are at Will. Wait, what are you? You are at I am Will Griggs. Yes, I am. I got confused. Um, we are on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. Give us more positive ratings, help us out, and share anything we post on Instagram or any of those things I just listed. And. I don't know, man. Uh, I'm done. I'm ready to have a fun. Well, if you're not having a fun, you ain't doing it right. Exactly. <laughs> All right, we'll see you all next week. Peace.